I am excited to welcome you to my second podcast. This is a place for us to engage and hear honest and curious dialogue about Nazareth College and the people at the heart of who we are. Nazareth is just full of fascinating people and inspiring perspectives and possibilities. So through this podcast, I invite you to join in, open your mind to new ideas, and enjoy the beauty and wonders of the Nazareth College learning community. One of our long-held commitments has been to social justice, anti-discrimination, and equity. This year, our NAS community has pledged to active movement to advance this long-held commitment in concrete ways. We're putting anti-discrimination and anti-racism in action So we live our intention to be a community of belonging and opportunity for all. So where do we each start? The theme of today's podcast is the learning journey that helps each of us find our part in our movement for racial equity. Over the last several months, many members of our Nazareth community have engaged in various learning opportunities, anything from coursework to a community learning day, to a five-day campus racial equity challenge, and recently taking part in the United Way 21-day equity challenge with over 460 organizations and about 100,000 people in the greater Rochester community, as well as thousands of organizations nationwide. The 21-day challenge and all of our fall learning opportunities helped us to develop a deeper understanding of how inequity and racism affect our lives and our community. So for today's podcast, I've invited several guests to join me to reflect on these learning experiences and to think together about the collective impact on our college community and beyond. So let me introduce the guests for today. First, we have Dr. Lisa Durant-Jones. She is Nazareth's Vice President for Community and Belonging as well as Professor of Speech-Language Pathology. Her scholarly expertise includes equity-minded curriculum development, and she's been recognized on a national level as a champion of diversity initiatives. She is exactly the right leader at the right time for Nazareth, as we all learn to take action toward creating a more just and equitable future for all. John Mordesi is Assistant Vice President for Undergraduate Admissions. He earned his bachelor's and master's degrees from St. Bonaventure University and holds a certificate in enrollment management leadership from the University of Southern California. He has over 25 years of experience in college admissions counseling and enrollment management, and he is dedicated to the ultimate goal of changing students' lives through the opportunity and experience of a Nazareth education. Issa Reese, who uses she, they pronouns, is a senior legal studies major from Rochester, New York. Issa has done work in the community doing HIV education through Trillion Health for the past three years and has been working in Nazareth's Atlas office for two years. Issa has been working to help make a more inclusive and positive campus for everyone in so many ways. Sarah Schuler is studying for her master's degree in speech language pathology She also earned her bachelor's degree in communication sciences and disorders from Nazareth College with minors in interfaith studies and religious studies. As the graduate assistant for the Center for Spirituality's Solidarity and Social Justice Retreats, Sarah has committed herself to continuing the legacy of our founding Sisters of St. Joseph. 
I am so pleased to welcome all of you here today, and I am so grateful to each of you for joining in this important conversation. So to get us started, Lisa, will you talk a little bit about our commitment to creating an equity-minded campus and why this is so important? Thanks, Dr. Paul. It's exciting to be able to have this conversation. I think at this point in time, we've seen a recommitment to social justice across the nation, and I think it's a very apropos topic for our um, community right now. And I think it goes back to uh, Nazareth being a liberal arts institution. We have always prioritized our role to prepare students to be open to different perspectives and different ways of knowing. And that really requires us to explore, respect, and value differences so we can work to achieve this sense of belonging that all members of our community are entitled to. Um, we know that this is easier said than done, and we first need to acknowledge that systems of inequity are real, and individuals who have historically been marginalized do not see us making much progress in this area. But this past summer, has, we've seen a real insurgence in interest in making a difference and having these critical conversations so that our commitment to social justice is not just words or simple image work, it's a real actionable plan to become an equity-minded campus. I, it's one of the reasons that I am so glad to be part of the Nazareth community. It's really been inspiring as our world is opening up in new ways to consider very deep, centuries-old issues of, of inequity in our culture, it's really powerful to be part of a community that is willing to take a very open-eyed look and to experience the discomfort that's often involved to learn and to, you know, again, to open ourselves up to thinking about how we can move forward. So each of you has been deepening your learning about racial equity this fall in various ways. It's really been powerful to see all of the different ways of engaging in that learning throughout our community. I know for many, many years, but this fall has been so active. So I wonder if each of you could comment a bit on what experience has been most moving for you. John, should we start with you? That'd be great. Thank you, Dr. Paul. So confronting discrimination and racial inequity head on and from different perspectives has been a powerful experience for me. Uh, being immersed in learning more about topics such as historical distortion, privilege, and wealth gaps have given me a, a much deeper understanding of the inequities that exist today. And this has led to significant personal growth. So thank you for uh, having me join you today. It's really been fun to be part of this with you, John. And you know, I know that you think about this in all sorts of ways, but I know that you've also been thinking about it in terms of how we attract students to Nazareth. So I really appreciate your leadership in that area. Sarah, how about for you? Well, this semester has definitely been uh, challenging in the best way possible. Um, as the graduate assistant, for Center for Spirituality, I've had the opportunity to work with first years in their ACS curriculum. Um, we've kind of modified the way that we introduce these new topics and ways of dialogue around such important social justice topics. And I think for me, it's just so challenging and inspiring to meet these first years who are coming from such unique different backgrounds and perspectives and meeting everyone where they're at and having those conversations in person 
or on Zoom uh, has been really a positive experience, learning from each other and them challenging me and me speaking from my experiences. Those reciprocal conversations has just been really a great experience this, this semester. It really made me very excited too. I know I spent a lot of time walking around during the, the welcome week activities and you know the time of introducing our, our newest students to the campus and I was really inspired by the conversations that were taking place. I know we did a lot recently to add to that curriculum and it's it's really it's really impressive. Issa, how about you? I have been spending a lot of time going into the community and doing a lot of protesting and speaking and talking to other people within the community who are people of color. Because a lot of what we do, especially in academia, we can kind of get kind of stuck in our academia brain of in our school, this is what it looks like. So it's been really nice to go back into the Rochester community and to be able to see all of these amazing people stand up for what they believe in. And as a person of color in the Nazareth community, I have been trying to enforce the reminder of black and people of color joy. Because it's not just that we experience racism or harm, but also joy and love and culture. And that's been so beautiful to see a resurgence of people actually expressing what they love about themselves and their culture, as well as the harm that can be done. That's beautiful. I, I really appreciate that. And I also very much appreciate your leadership in and around our region. Uh, I think it's really been important to emphasize the partnership that Nazareth has with our greater Rochester community. We play a really important role in helping all of us to move forward in powerful ways. And you're a great example of that. Lisa, what would you like to add from your experiences this fall? This fall has been very powerful for me. I think uh, two events uh, come to mind. First was the engagement of our uh, senior leaders and other campus leaders in um, diversity, equity, and inclusion professional development. It was a significant commitment of time, but I think all that participated really saw growth and were able to do some deep reflection on how we need to attend to issues of discrimination and inequity and create practices that, um, that change the uh, welcoming environment and the uh, sense of community and belonging that we want all of our campus stakeholders to have. So that was an important um, initiative this fall. And the other, I think for me was the uh, faculty that actually was the campus-wide uh, assembly day that we held in October. It was really a pivotal point for me because we were actually able to engage in a, a significant number of our campus um, stakeholders in critical conversations around anti-racism. We often say that this is an important conversation to have, yet we fail to have these conversations. And the presentations and the subsequent uh, discussions through workshops and other conversations really served as a catalyst for the anti-racism work. And that's really been sustained through the fall and is already informing programming and events for the spring and beyond. So I'm, I'm really, as a member of this community for 25 years, uh, I really was ex in, um, excited about the work that occurred this, this fall. Yeah, those are really powerful examples, Lisa. I couldn't agree with you more. And one of the things that you, you and I have been working on is really trying to open this up and make sure that we are including more and more and more people in this learning so that we can include more and more people in action. 
to help us move toward being that more equitable community and certainly more equitable world. And the leadership group um, was really a powerful example of that. You know, we all need to be leaders of this. And, you know, that, that kind of learning and, and opening that kind of learning, I, I think, has been very inspiring. And to watch people truly engage in it, that has really been inspiring. And Assembly Day, I have to agree, wow, I mean, that was electric. And to watch Assembly Day unfold and, and really deepen just in the day itself, watching people with that, you know, deepening understanding as well as, um, you know, deepening engagement, it was powerful, really, really powerful. So one of the things that um, some of us have alluded to just, just in our conversation today is that it's not often easy learning um, there's a lot of pain involved and has been for many, many centuries. So I wonder, Sarah, if you can talk a little bit about, about intentionally sitting in discomfort in order to learn. Why is that so important? How, how do you do that? Um, so for myself personally, it's always something that is on my mind, always challenging me um, in any space that I'm entering. Um, since my freshman year uh, at Nazareth, I've had the opportunity to go on several solidarity and social justice retreats, SSJ retreats, uh, which are specific on sending students to learn more about social justice issues. Um, the most recent one that I attended was the civil rights journey to Selma, Alabama and working our way through historical locations and monuments and hearing stories that were new to me and changed and shaped my perspective um, as to whose history we're learning. Um, and from all of these experiences, I've learned that I need to be conscious of what information I'm taking in and using that awareness to know where I have a place to speak but also acknowledge that I should make space for other voices to enter those conversations. Um, and when it comes to acknowledging that I do or do not have a place to say something um, is where this wrestling with the discomfort kind of enters into play. Um, it's not an easy thing um, to feel called out or shaken up with what it is that you hold in your mind and in your heart as what you think is correct or what is the truth on whatever topic. And for me, having those conversations with people from different perspectives and different backgrounds and focusing on dialogue rather than debate um, is really, really important because without those conversations, you can't learn how someone else integrates their reality my reality is different from somebody else's. And without that awareness and recognition, you fall into this very divisive world where you don't have conversations. And you know, having that intentionality behind what you say, how you listen and move forward with that uh, is challenging. It's difficult, but that's the only space you can learn from is those uncomfortable moments where you're called out and forced to look at what it is that is making you uncomfortable about what is said or done. Um, and for that reason, I've, I'm so grateful for Nazareth for having those 
opportunities and conversations for myself and others to learn from. Yeah, that's, that's really powerful, Sarah, and I think you described it so well. Um, Isa, I wonder if you can talk with us a little bit about the importance of understanding race in intersection with other identity dimensions. There's some really, you know, I think powerful understanding there that I think we need to be open to. What are your thoughts on that? Um, definitely. For me, I think the biggest thing is remembering that the biggest harm racism does is dehumanizing people. It's dehumanizing them to the color of their skin and the location that they come from, and that's all that there is. But when we do that, we are forgetting that they are also human beings. So the biggest part of intersectionality is remembering that human beings are not one-dimensional. We are not just Black. I am also Black. I am also a non-binary woman. I am also queer. Like all of those things layer on top of each other and change how people perceive me and interact with me and the way that I move and view myself. So when we don't talk about the intersectionality, we can be ignoring such huge problems that are going on in the world. Like the one that I couldn't help but remember recently with the uh, Trans Day of Remembrance is the fact that there's still an insane amount of number of trans people who are being murdered and killed and harmed every single year. But with that is the bigger problem of black trans women who are being killed. And that is a perfect example of intersectionality. We can see that due to racism, due to sexism against women, and due to transphobia and homophobia, there is an influx that has been continuing to kill a bunch of people that don't even deserve it. And we can see it in different aspects when you combine race and poverty with um, the number of people who are dying due to COVID, uh, race and location and poverty with voting disparities due to the election. If you don't look at race with that lens, you're essentially doing what racism does and you are not allowing people to be full humans and to see what other problems or whatever other good things are happening to people based on their intersections. Yeah, you've been an incredible leader in our community, Issa, for helping us to embrace the fullness of who everyone is and to understand all of those intersecting lived experiences and the intersecting ways that we marginalize people all throughout our society. And I, I really appreciate your leadership on that. So as you all know, this fall, we made a, an intentional commitment to moving from talk to walk, from moving from learning to action. So in conclusion, I would love for you to reflect with me a bit on where you go from here in your journey to help our college become a more inclusive place for all. And John, I'll, I'll turn you to you to kick that off again. Thank you. So it's intentionality. Um, it's the one thing that I've learned that there is no finish line when it comes to racial equity. Uh, there is no end. Our efforts need to be habitual and sustainable. And the reason why that's important for Nazareth College is that uh, we need to be uh, an equity-minded, uh, inclusive campus because that will be the future makeup of our student body. Um, demographics in New York State and the Northeast are changing, and we need to be prepared for this. And so all of the training that we have done, everything that's happened in the last several weeks will go a long way in preparing Nazareth College uh, for its future. 
Yes, I certainly agree. And preparing us to graduate the people who will be leading us to make such a big difference in our society. We've got two powerful examples with us today, certainly. Sarah, how about for you? I would agree, uh, definitely having that intentionality behind what conversations you're having, who you're surrounding yourself with, and acknowledging that the work starts within yourself, um, but then moving forward, how your actions and your conversations and your words have an impact on other people. Um, I know Isa had mentioned earlier how we don't want to be stuck in a bubble of academia. We want to move forward into this intentional work out in the community. Um, and I think that is something that we most definitely need to focus our efforts on, both the academic education, but then moving forward. Absolutely. An intersection with our communities, certainly our area communities, but all of the communities into which our, our students will move. So it's really very powerful. Isa, how about for you? For me, I would like to create a mission of not only educating others, but creating spaces for healing. Mm. Because especially for people of color, it is a lot of us teaching everyone else the hurt yes. that we go through and teaching the history that we have and teaching and teaching and healing others. Mm -hmm. I would like for Nazareth to be able to create more spaces where we can now come into ourselves and heal together and relearn to love ourselves and know that we are not just an object for others to learn and heal about and understand their own discrepancies but also that we are people too who are allowed to grow and have faults and learn in our own ways. And I think that would help really create a fully rounded journey of self-healing within the community. I love that. I love that. And Lisa, how about for you? I guess I'll piggyback on what Sarah and Issa have said. I, I, it starts, I mean, for myself, it starts with continuing deep work within myself to recognize where my blinders are or where my biases are and to learn and grow. And I think that's why the work we've done this fall and the 21-day challenge was so enlightening and, um, and helpful. But the other thing I, I think is important is to have a steadfast and laser-focused um, vision towards transformation. We can't be complacent, even though we have made some wonderful gains. And I think this intentional commitment is important. We have a lot of work to do. Issa mentions the harm that's been done. We have to acknowledge that that has occurred on our campus and we have to work to try and repair that so that we do actually become a more inclusive place for all, all members of our community. So we, we've started this, this process and we have lots of momentum, but we've got to really be laser focused to make sure that the practices on campus are transformational and we do have this community where all belong. Thank you. It's really very powerful. And I have to say, you know, for, for me, uh, every day, it's an everyday commitment. And, you know, that's what I'm feeling among this group is that you know, once you open yourself to this learning and you, um, you start on this journey and everyone enters at their own place. And we, we do respect that here and encourage people to enter. I think that's the most important part is, is entering. And then the most important part is learning so that you can turn it into action. So for me, it's an everyday commitment. And every day I reflect on how do I move forward in, in acting in various ways uh, to make a difference. And it can be anything from, 
you know, pulling in a, a voice that hasn't been heard. It could be, you know, looking at a policy in a new way and questioning what, you know, where the inequities are. Um, it, it could be any number of things, but every day it's about taking a step forward. And I certainly agree with what John has said too. This is a forever commitment. And that's the point, I think, that we're trying to build here is that this is a forever commitment. This is the way that we want our world to be. And Nazareth is taking its role, active role, in helping our world to be a place where we do have greater equity among people and where everyone, it feels a sense of, of welcome, everyone feels a sense of belonging, everyone feels a sense of care and compassion, everyone feels a sense of opportunity, everyone feels a sense of value and love. And to me, that's a, a very, very powerful contribution to our world and one that is very long overdue. So it makes me proud to be part of this community. And I certainly appreciate all of your time today and your thought. Uh, you, you've certainly inspired me and I know you've inspired many in our, in our community. And certainly each one of you makes me feel very, very hopeful for our future. And I, I truly am very grateful. One of our next exciting learning opportunities uh, in this, in this uh, vein will be Martin Luther King Day. It's a very important day of reflection for our society. And it certainly is a very important day of reflection and recommitment in our community. We have this year a, a speaker who is a 2014 Nazareth alum, Melanie West. She's a doctoral candidate at San Diego State, and she'll be joining us for what I know will be a very, very powerful program. So I welcome you to go to our NAS website and learn more, and all are invited to participate. So thank you so much. It has really been a pleasure. Thank you to all of our listeners for joining me again today and exploring the many wonders of Nazareth College. It's really incredible how much is in this community. And certainly I learn every day about the vital role of Nazareth College in catalyzing a better future for all of us. And you certainly got a big taste of that today. I look forward to continuing our exploration of the wonders of Nazareth College in our next Prez Paul podcast, and that will be the first in the new year. So I look forward to seeing you all in 2021. Happy New Year.